It's Thursday. And we're live. It's that time again. Let's do it. Oh, I love it. What a great day. You know, Nate and I were talking about the productive day we're going to have today versus the busy day that we hear a lot of, that B word. I hear that B word a lot. I love that we added it in our title for the chat today of get busy living because usually busy isn't a word I like to use, but uh, I like, I like the context of it. So I'm, I'm excited to jam on it. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because when I was first doing the, um, or when we were putting together the, the theme for today's show, it did cross my mind. I'm like, Oh, there's that word busy. Well, the other thing that, uh, that I thought was good was the, um, it made me think of Sean Paul. Oh, that get, song, busy. get busy. One of my favorite songs when that came out, the music video was so fun. And, yeah. Uh, it was good music to dance to. Yeah, it is great music to dance to. It's fun stuff. Well, thank you everybody for filing in here, whether you're watching it live on YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn. And of course we are now on Spotify and Apple podcasts. And, uh, you know, the cool thing about this is the people that listen to this show, they're growth minded. Yes. They're self-aware and they always want to leave the vibe better than they found it. And that's what we're doing here today too. So we'll get more people on, let us know in the comments, how you're feeling today. And of course, if something's off with the sound, I always appreciate people, uh, sharing, sharing the love in the comments as we get going. So Nate was telling me today that he washed his hair. And um, tell me what that's about. Well, I used to, as a preface, I used to have hair like yours. Yes. Which is uh, the lowest setting it goes. <laughs> and um, maintenance was very easy. <laughs> it was very easy. It was like once a week I shaved it and then I maybe gave it a quick scrub. Uh, but now it's a whole production. I spend maybe five minutes soaking my hair, getting mm. it fully wet, um, detangling it just with water before I do two rounds of shampoo, a round of conditioner. In between, I'll do the beard and the, the face. So it's it's a production. It took me about 35 minutes this morning. It took Nate 35 minutes to do his hair this morning. Yes. That's a great one. I'm sure some of you out there could relate to that. and. Boy, this is just, we're going to have a great show today. Get ready to take some notes, okay? I know now you might be driving or you might be work. There might be a tab open in the background. If you're watching or listening to the replay, maybe you're on the treadmill. Maybe you're working out. But today is definitely going to be an epic show. Whenever Nate's on, it always is. And for sure, we are going to be rocking on a Thursday morning as usual. So there we have Andrew. Morning. As always, thank you for another show. It's good to see you posting more regularly again. I'm looking forward with what you have for us today. Thank you. So are we. Sabrina's on and says, we are going to talk about growth and goals in my networking group today. Oh, that's a great topic. Yes. Growth and goals. And she says, looking good, Nate. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we got. So Nate said something about me getting an Amish hat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that would be the way to go moving forward because it would really like complete the look. Um, not so bad. Yeah, I'm down with the Amish hat. Well, and I think the subtlety about the Amish look for you is that you're also as close to Amish as it gets technologically outside of this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, you're very much uh, you disconnect from tech really well. Mm. You're super in the moment, super present, mm. and you use all of this as a way of putting it out to the world, this isn't your world. So I think you and the Amish have a lot in common. That's a really good point, Nate. And I appreciate you saying that, like the disconnection from technology and the reconnection with not only myself or with others. And that's something that we can all learn from. Not that I am the part carving the path for that. Many have done it before me, especially in the last five to 10 years. But that's really something to think about. Yeah. So I'm pretty close to the Amish is what you're saying, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I took a page out of the book of the Orthodox. I just threw on a white shirt. I've got black pants on. And I said, <laughs> let's keep it clean. Keep it simple. I love it. I was going to say you kind of have like 
the Russell brand look with the, with the hair and with the, uh, with the vest, that's kind of like V looking. Sure. I was going to throw that out there. You know, the interesting thing too, is you talk about, um, Amish and disconnecting like yesterday, I, uh, met somebody new. Her name was Carrie or is Carrie. And, uh, I met her in an event. I'm actually on a panel with her today at the Ignite conference that Melissa Whitaker is hosting in the, uh, at Schomburg. But, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. She just handed me the keys and says, uh, okay, you want to drive? I go, sure. She goes, it's a electric Mustang. Okay. So I got to drive an electric Mustang yesterday. How was that? I loved it. Yeah. It was cool. All right. I liked it. Got to Got to add it to the list. I'm good with the electric cars. Yeah. I'm good with it. She seems to have no problem with the mileage. She lives up in Wisconsin and, um, yeah, it was a good vibe altogether. So we've got Carolyn on saying good morning, Nate and Dave good with a thumbs up. Elena is on saying good morning. Elena gives corporate massages in the chair. She brings it to the corporation yeah. and gives the massages. She does a great job on that. And um, thank you again for all of, all of you joining us on YouTube, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn Live. So let's begin. Let's begin with a quote. I picked a good one. You want to read that one? Sure. I'm okay. going to do my best. You cannot both hate someone and understand someone at the same time. Blaise Pascal, French mathematician. And on that note, welcome to this episode of Live Beyond Default Livestream. It's your weekly dose of personal growth. My name is Dave. And I'm Nate Rubin. And this is episode number 57. Today, we're going to be discussing Get Busy Living. I love it. I love it too. It's a very timely and relevant topic. And I'll, and as always, you'll love the fun with purpose, the collaboration, the leadership takeaways, and just jamming out on cool things in the Live Beyond Default live stream. And the great thing about this show, as I mentioned before, was people who listen and watch this show, they're growth-minded. Yes. They're self-aware. And they're wanting to show up to the world and leave it better than they found it. And that's what we're all about here, which is why we always like starting off with gratitude because gratitude's the key to happiness. So let's all throw it in the chat. Three things that we are grateful for today on Thursday, October 19th, 2023. Let's throw it in the chat. Give us three things that you're grateful for today. All right. You want to start or you want me to? Um, you know what? I'll let you go. This You'll... is one of my favorite parts about this show is seeing what everyone else is grateful for. Mm, I like that too. Well, um, I'm going to say, and it's not in any particular order. I am grateful for Mr. Alex Hermosi. Okay. I like him. He's a beast. Yeah. And what I like about him is he has a very good combination, super masculine guy, right? But he has that feminine side. He has the being side. He understands the big picture and that we're all connected as human beings. And recently I've listened to a couple of his shows and I've also, um, somebody gave me the hundred million dollar leads mm. book, which is basically a workbook. Yeah. And it's really cool. Um, so I'm going to give thanks to Alex Hermosi for not only inspiring me, but really laying a blueprint as being an entrepreneur um, and he just puts out so much good content. Like, wow, it's amazing the time that we live in, right? I wanted to thank them. I wanted to thank the people that are around me every single day, my crew, whether it's by phone, text, or uh, of course, live stream, just the people I've surrounded myself with. They've really been showing up for me and encouraging me to be better, encouraging me to live beyond default. And lastly, I've had this little pain in my shoulder for a little while. and. I'm grateful that I'm aware of it mm. and I'm grateful that if it's not getting a little bit better, like I could go get it checked out and I could get it taken care of. However, that may be surgeries always last. I just thought of that recently. I was like, you know, it's kind of been like feeling a little bit different the last couple months. I'm like, maybe I'll get that checked out. So I'm grateful for my awareness and that I have the opportunity to maybe heal something that maybe got broken or torn or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Those are great. It's a wonderful list. Thank you. So let's see who else. Oh, Dirk says he's grateful for Dave, Nate, 
and beautiful fall leaves. <laughs> we love that, Dirk. Grateful for you too, brother. Thanks, Dirk. Carolyn says, love, collaboration, and meditation. Yeah, so Carolyn, of course, is the queen of manifestation. She was on two weeks ago. <laughs> Strong energy. I loved it. My yeah. wife and I were captivated. Loved the whole show. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, Carolyn was amazing. And uh, we're looking to get more guests on the show. So if anybody has any ideas, we're always open to that. And she also says Alex Ramosi is great. Okay, Nate, what are you grateful for? So it washed over me while I listened to you was just how grateful I am for family. Mm. And in so many layers, I think the, the first thing is that I, I had family to show me the way um, between my grandpa having his own business, my grandma running a business, my father running a business, my mom having her own art business. Entrepreneurship was always natural and expected of me. So being able to have this life by design, super intentional, super spacious and free, that came from family. Um, the Love other it. thing about family that's got me grateful today, um, both of my grandparents are at an age and stage where health has become their number one challenge. Mm. And I'm grateful that I get to show up for them today, um, literally and figuratively, because I'm literally going to show up for both of my grandparents today. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. Literally. And uh, and then the last is is being able to create new family. Uh, my wife, Tiasia, and I, um, we have a very beautiful relationship. And I'm blessed uh, to have such a short memory and to live life in such a way where things are often very fresh. There are some days I wake up and I roll over and look at her and I go, God damn, I can't believe that's my wife. Like it hits me brand new. This is a woman I've known since middle school. And uh, I just never would have guessed that one day I'm going to grow up and get to be married to her. It's such a treat. Um, I'm so blessed. So I think those are three different subcategories of family for gratitude today. Oh, I love how you broke that down. That's awesome, Nate. Thank you for sharing that, man. You really, uh, what I always liked about Nate is he's just, he has insight about, he's aware of what's going around himself. He has insight about what's going on in the world. He has insight of where technology is going. We're going to be talking a little bit about that and his new venture, Nate Ventures, as you see the logo on here, which is super cool. And of course, if you're just joining us, this is Live Beyond Default live stream, episode number 57. We're live on LinkedIn. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. And of course, the replay will be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And of course, it always helps the algorithm. If you like or love something, hit that like button, hit that love button, especially while we're live. It just brings us a little bit more up and we get to share more of the love. Good morning, Dawn Black. Dawn, you're amazing. I hope that your foot is feeling better. And thank you for always showing up as a collaborative realtor with smiles and just sharing the love and bringing value to all your clients. Thank you. Paulina says, grateful for my home gym and the treadmill I'm on now. Yes. Let's go. Get on that treadmill while you're listening or watching, right? Yeah. I love it. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. Okay. So, People are still throwing in about what's what they're grateful for. Dawn says she's grateful for waking up today. And before we get to the topic, I just wanted to remind everybody that the one-year anniversary for Break the Mold, our newest event, is coming up February 8th of 2024. That's a Thursday. It's actually one year to the date from our last event. So this time... We have a 300-seat capacity versus the 100 the last time, and we're at the Lowe's Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois. So now we're bringing some city people, and we're bringing the suburb people, and we're also collaborating with some city networking groups and organizations to bring them in. And the other cool thing is now we're right by O'Hare Airport. So we have a few people coming in from out of state, California, Texas, and of course, New York, where Carolyn is making a huge, huge impact. So mark your calendar, save the date for Thursday, February 8th, 2024, the next Break the Mold Summit. I'm super excited about that. And I can't remember, I don't remember the tagline. So Carolyn, throw it in there. Well, and, and real quick, I want to speak to how impressive it is um, that you guys are doing this again you're tripling down. You're going from a hundred audience to a 300 audience. 
I was there at the first break the mold. Mm. There was great energy. There's people who are still acting on the takeaways you gave them. And I've watched a lot of people try to do it themselves and, and recreate what you guys have done. And it's great that you've inspired others. I'm pumped to see what the next iteration looks like. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate that. All right. So, oh, here we go, Carolyn. It's called Connect for Success. Of course it is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. I'm already belly laughing. It's the best. Oh, Connect for Success. Love that. Okay. So let's get on to our topic today. Get busy living. Nate, I know you've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about it. Where do you want to start? Where do we begin? I guess I first want to attack that word busy. Um, a lot of times you and I talk about, you reach out to somebody, say, hey, how's it going? Like, oh, I'm great. I'm so busy with work. You know, I'm busy with this. I'm busy with that. And I hate hearing that because to me, busy has this implication of, of I'm rushed. I'm hurried. Mm. I've got so much going on. I can't afford to be present. I can't just sit here and take a breath because I'm too busy for that. Mm. But what I love about get busy living is if I make living my busyness and I become so enmeshed with actively participating in life, it transcends all that negativity that I have about the word busy because I'm so focused about what goes into truly living. That blend of being and doing. Am I showing up with Dave so we can create together? Um, or is it so we can be together hmm. and the creation is the byproduct of our being? And when we can play in that dance of doing and being, getting busy living is a joy. That's that's where I'm starting from today. Tweet that social media, Sarah. I love that. And yes, attacking the word busy is important. Busy to me comes from the ego. Busy to me means we think we have a lot of things to get done and we're doing these things on the list. I challenge us though. I challenge all of us, including us when we say us. Is it moving the needle forward in what you want in life? If you want to be a better husband, is it moving the needle forward? If you want to be a better mom, is it moving the needle forward? If you want to be a better entrepreneur or a flute player or, or trumpet or trumpet player, whatever it is, is being busy moving the needle forward. I will say that it's not. In fact, I will challenge myself and everybody that if we say we're busy, we're not planning our time right. We're not delegating that which does not serve us and that which does not bring us joy. We are not leveraging time, people, energy, right? Money. We're not doing that. And then that's when we're busy all day. When you really think about it, as I do my evening practice before the next day, I put down three things that are super important just for me to do for the next day to make sure that I'm moving the needle forward and then I'm clear on what I've got to do. And as long as I do those three things, everything else is just gravy. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, if I run out of something, do I, am I really going to starve? No. Well, I'm hearing you talk about one of my core values, which is intentionality. And with intentionality, this concept of, are we utilizing our time, talent, and treasure for the greatest impact? And that impact can vary from person to person, but we all have the gift of 168 hours in our week. Um, we're all blessed with unique talents and whatever we can accumulate to give is, is our precious treasure. So I just encourage others to get very, very quiet and reflect on what are my greatest treasures? What are my greatest talents? How do I want to use my time? And when you start living more intentionally, you realize you have everything already of what you need inside mm -hmm. you. And that's, that gets back to the core value of abundance, which kind of takes us to this uh, concept of The Alchemist, which is a book we both share in common. Oh, and The uh, Alchemist. Yeah. Has anyone read that book? Throw it in the chat if you have. Go on. Love, no, I just love The Alchemist. The, the oh. idea that um, 
we often go out on this journey when what we needed was at home all along. It just often takes being somewhere else and going through something to realize what it is that we have. Like I told you, I met my wife in middle school, um, but it took me going off on this whole journey to come back and finally realize that the woman I meant to be with uh, was somebody in my life all along. Sabrina says she loves that book. If you've read The Alchemist, put a like or put a heart wherever you're watching. Or a little pot of gold. A little pot of gold. Yeah, put a different emoji up there, right? You know what's awesome? I quit my last job for many reasons. I'll say 51% of it, though, of the reason it's tip, it tips the scale. It's because of the book, The Alchemist. That's how powerful it was. When I was reading that book, and there's no spoiler alert, when I'm reading that book, I was that little kid mm. on the journey to find his North Star. Yeah. I was that kid. And I'm reading this book during Rona, March, April, February, May, whatever, in 2020, upstairs in my loft in downtown Arlington Heights. And I'm reading this and I'm like, this is me. I got to quit my job. <laughs> it's like, I, gotta, I can't do this anymore. I got to do something different. Well, and not only did you quit your job, but you quit your job to follow a friend mm. who guided you down a path. Mm. And it's a entrepreneurial path. Yeah. It's something that took a lot of the skills you had, but it was also brand new subject matter. And you, you handled it flawlessly. And I might add, you left on your most profitable month ever. And you went and said, I'm going to go attack something brand new. Thank you. And you're crushing it. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. And now, now this little line doesn't say Dave Lasavio, let me sell you boxes. It says Dave Lasavio, realtor. And that's his number. You should call him or text him. I he answers. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. So rolling into that, let's discuss a little bit about your adventures with Nate Ventures and how that came to be and what your path was over the last five to 10 years and how you got to where you are now. And then, of course, we will discuss what you're doing, how you're sharing your gifts, how you're encouraging others, right? You've led me, you've guided me a lot in my last few years. Um, so how did you come to Nate Ventures and uh, share a little bit about how you got to where you are on October 19th, 2023. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, well, the short answer is I woke up at 4.50 today and uh, I mm. took my time getting busy living. Mm. And uh, 4.50. I, <laughs> I love it. And then I drove here. Uh, that's how I got here on October 19th. Uh, but to go back a little further, um, the theme of get busy living, I think, is very accurate with Hey, Steve, uh, sorry, <laughs> nothing wrong with packaging. We love packaging. Steve, there's the, I left, I walked away. Steve Brownstone, thank you so much. He is a good guy. I like Steve. Steve's a mensch. <clears throat> and he says, what's wrong with packaging? It's funny. I actually, when I left, when I released my 25 year career in packaging, I did it with love. I did it with gratitude yeah. and I did it the right way. And because of that too, my previous employer paid everything up for all the months to come after that. There was no hard feelings and it was done the right way. Yeah. So thank you for saying that, Steve, because you know what? There were times in the past that I thought something was wrong with packaging and there isn't. So I'm glad that you said it because you reminded it. You reminded me of that. So thank you. I love that. Um, but back to the story of yeah. Get Busy Living, I found myself at a place I was... 21 years old, I'd gone through immense personal trauma um, with drug addiction and alcoholism. Mm. I had some things happen in personal relationships where I realized if I want to show up and make the biggest impact on the world, I have to be in a place where I can be my authentic self and take responsibility for my career trajectory. So I started a marketing company back in June of 2014. Mm. And I started out speaking to small business owners. I, I knew small business. My, As I mentioned earlier, my family comes from a long line of entrepreneurs. And we were at this stage where more and more people were on their cell phones. And I kept seeing websites that didn't work on cell phones. And digital marketing could be as easy as, hey, you uh, boomer, I see you got a great business, but nobody on their phone 
can interact with your website properly. Mm. Let me fix that for you. So my target audience was 40 to 60 year olds who were running profitable businesses that just needed to elevate their digital presence. Then I realized that if you have a website, that's awesome, but how are people going to get there? So I learned about social media marketing. I learned about email marketing, uh, pay-per-click ads, SEO, blog writing. And I developed this all-in-one, one-stop shop. And I eventually identified a really good customer, which was the high-quality, high-performing, um, high-margin, and low-volume service provider. Mm. So I, I wasn't very specific about you need to be in one industry niche to be my client. But you need to have a real product or service. It needs to be profitable. Your business needs to already be thriving. Mm. And what I can do is elevate your brand and then get you in front of more people. So I'm not going to do, I'm not the guy who's going to get you the most cost per click effective way of selling your book on Amazon. Like mm. that, that's not me. Yeah. Um, but if you're a custom home builder, shout out to Tom Len, um, I'm going to get you in front of the right people and I'm going to make sure you look wonderful uh, when you're in front of them. Love it. Love it. What I really enjoy about that is you saw a need. You saw something that you didn't like. And then maybe you just said, fuck it. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. I'm going to fix it by creating websites that actually show up on people's phones because that's where most people are. They're on their phone. Yeah. And what I, what I loved about that business was I got to learn about how other people's businesses work. Mm. And I worked with over 150 clients over the course of eight years. And I got really skilled at learning what works well for me and what doesn't. I learned, okay, you're going to be a successful client. You're not. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with you. I'm just not, there's nothing I can offer you. I can't help you. And so I learned how to let, let opportunities walk by. Yeah. Um, but I got to a point where I was tired of that. I just, I'd been in marketing for eight years. Um, I was getting burnt out. I was not in love with the agency model anymore. Mm, yeah. And then an, an opportunity came my way to go join a financial planning team at Northwestern yeah. Mutual. Yeah. And I spent two and a half years down that path. And I learned a ton. I have a tremendous passion for numbers. I have a tremendous passion for helping people. I found a lot of joy in financial planning. Uh, but two and a half years later, I found myself super burnt out. Um, I was no longer connected with the how of the process. Mm. A lot of people will talk about start with why, you know, it's a great book from Simon Sinek. He gives an excellent Ted talk. Um, but the core of why I was doing financial planning still resonates with me. I, I have a big desire to close the racial wealth gap. I think it's one of the biggest problems in this country. Um, and I don't think you solve that problem by taking money from people who have it. I think you empower people to create and build their own generational wealth. That's mm. the real solution. Um, but then the other reason was that as I watched my grandparents struggle with certain challenges in old age that could have been prevented if they had a financial planner who understood how businesses worked, they could have been in a much different situation. So the why of why I got into that work was really meaningful. Um, but the, the how of how working within another company and being a part of their ecosystem and feeling like I always needed to be getting new clients and always selling and, and being very product heavy, um, I just fell out of love with it. And I needed to reconnect to the how of how I had intentionally built my life for the seven years before that, that eventually brought me to where we're at today with Nate Ventures. Mm. There's a lot of things that you said there and I'm still absorbing it, right? Sabrina says her alarm is set for 4.51 a.m. I'm sure that's intentional. Michelle Rubin says, good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for being on. Good morning, Mom. And something that I really liked what you said, and this is still, um, so back when you're talking about um, Rubin Digital, and you said that not everybody was for you, okay? So this is important here, right? We say take notes. Um we say tweet that social media, Sarah, but there's a lot going on here. But this is something that's really important that Nate brought up. He said that not everybody was for him. And there's a frame that we all come from in every situation. But I can boil it down to, and I will boil it down to the buyer and the seller. And if you are the seller, you need to make the sale. You're going to stay at the table no matter what. And you're going to do whatever it takes to make the sale, which means you're going to lower your 
profit, which means you're going to lower your standards in here and you need something. The idea is to be in the buyer's frame at all times. Okay. Think about that. The buyer's frame. You can walk away from a deal. You can walk away from a relationship. You can walk away from a job. You can walk away from this live stream or podcast. Hey, it's not serving me anymore. I'm going to go listen or watch something else. You have the choice. And what Nate said there was very important. Like, there's nothing wrong with these other clients. They're just not for me. And being in that buyer's role always and setting the frame for that is so empowering, which I'm going to get to next, which is so empowering and really, really, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not only going to serve you and your business and your clients, but it's going to serve your family. It's going to serve yourself. And who you want to show up to the negotiation table with? Another buyer. That's the other thing. So two people showing up in a negotiation table, two people showing up in a relationship, two people showing up wherever. The idea is you want to be with another buyer so people are clear on what they want and clear on what they're going to get. And it will truly become mutually beneficial. Not when someone, when you're trying to take more from a seller that's just going to give anything up, like that doesn't make sense at all. So I love that you said that. And then I like that you said the empowering. In financial planning and, and, and narrowing that racial wealth gap, right? And think about that. Like he just says, oh, we're not going to take money from all these other people who have it and necessarily just give it to other people. We're going to empower people to learn and to be able to do it on their own. And yeah, maybe some people need some help here and there. That's okay. We're not dissing on that. But the idea is when you teach somebody how to fish, they're never going to go hungry. Well, and I think it's also important to recognize that how did we get to a place in this country where there's a racial wealth gap? Uh, it's not an accident. Um, it was very intentional. So don't misunderstand me when I, I'm not saying like everything is a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of very intentional, very racist um, legal precedent for why we're where we're at. Uh, anyone who's in Chicago who's ever taken a look around deeply at a variety of neighborhoods can find out we're one of the most segregated communities in the entire country. Mm. Um, and that's because of very intentional redlining policy. Why do we have sometimes this conception that, oh, things are just the way they are. They happened accidentally. And that's not true. Uh, but it doesn't always mean that the response and the answer should be, well, because racism is responsible for inequality, we need reverse racism to fix it. If anything, it just means we need to be very um, intentional about where we allocate resources as individuals and as communities. And we look to communities and say, hey, maybe the deck has been stacked against you. I'm going to go spend extra time here because I think giving extra time and energy here is going to lead to outsized returns. There's actually somebody who's in our mutual circle, Justin, who uh, I got the opportunity to meet Justin last week with my wife. Oh, he's great. And when we're listening to his mission, he had this very, I think you should have him on the show, by the way. Uh, yes. But he had this very like, boom, like, oh, wow. And I don't want to spoil his story, but he had this moment where he realized there are a lot of people who could benefit from his skill set. And rather than quit his job to go start a charity and just start handing things out, he thought about how can I get active in my community, empower and teach certain skills, create a positive feedback loop that's going to generate and uh, keep wealth within our own community. And I'm drawn to him because of that. He tells a story that I resonate. We can both look at and identify symptoms of the problem that mm. maybe some people don't want to diagnose, but we also both have a very pro-business and pro-involvement solution. I had to absorb that in. You know, that's a powerful practice too, I may say. When somebody's speaking to you, pause for two seconds before you answer back. I guarantee if you implement that into your life the next two weeks, your confidence, your charisma, and your knowledge will go up at least fivefold because you'll be listening to what other people are saying. Pause two seconds when somebody's done talking because now you're listening to understand. 
versus listening to respond. So as you were saying about Justin, he is going to be on the show and I am going to introduce him to Robert Blackwell. Wonderful. Right? Which is good. It just reminded me of that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we're going to have him on the show. Nate, tell us a little bit about Nate Ventures and what that's doing. Sure. Nate Ventures is essentially the vehicle for Nate Rubin, me, to express my innate creativity and create an opportunity to be of service to everybody that I meet. Now, what does that actually mean? There's a I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> there's a business consulting aspect of my business. Okay. Um, it usually starts out as I meet somebody who has a goal they want to accomplish. I listen to learn and understand. Mm -hmm. And if I can give them any kind of insight as to where I see their business going or how I could help them get to where they want to go, they'll often ask me to put together a game plan and come up with a consulting proposal. So it's a very organic thing. I'm not pushing Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not what I do. Um, I'm in the world. And when I meet somebody who I resonate with and I can help further their mission, usually that creates this pull between us where they ask for me to get involved. From that position, if our consulting goes really well and they have a desire to bring me on for an ongoing engagement, um, I'll come on and join their advisory team. And if that goes well and we continue to move the needle, we build teams, we build systems, we build processes, um, and their business is seeing real results, they might get to a stage where they want me to take over an entire department in a fractional way. I call that fractional executive leadership. Right now, I have one client where I'm starting the transition to become their chief marketing officer. I've got another client where I'm on their advisory board. I've got several clients where I've had advisory engagements as just simply consulting. Um, but then to hook back to what I did at Northwestern Mutual, I created my own spin on financial planning. I call it personal prosperity planning. And it's something that I take a lot of the how I've built my life and I incorporate what have I done as an entrepreneur financially. I tie it into their business. And then I incorporate other things that have nothing to do with money, but things mm. like uh, meditation mentorship, mm. things like technology upskilling, things like having accountability that um, tracking these things and making sure they're making progress on it, where the profit incentive is, are you willing to pay for my time? Can we co-create together? But I'm not going to custody any of their assets. I'm not going to charge a percentage fee. Um, they're going to continue to grow and hopefully grow exponentially. And my rates are going to stay relatively the same. Yeah. So it's, it's to me, it's, it's a more, more meaningful, more beautiful way of engaging. More meaningful, more beautiful, connecting with people, collaborating with people, encouraging them to grow their businesses. And that's what it's all about. And think about it. It's like what Nate's saying is, yeah, maybe you could use him in your business, but really think about it. Like, listen to what he's saying, go back and listen to what he's saying in regards to like how he's building a business how he's structuring a business, right? When I, as a public speaker, when I'm going to events, I'm not just listening to the content. I'm seeing what's their tone, what's their cadence? How are they moving back and forth? What's behind them? What's in front of them? How's the stage set up? I'm looking at all those other things. Take a look and listen at how Nate is actually building this business because it might inspire you to build your own business, whatever it is. And as a check-in, you are watching Live Beyond Default live stream episode number 57. I'm Dave. I'm Nate. And you're watching live on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. And of course, you are subscribing and watching or listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're getting to 100 subscribers on Spotify by the end of this month. Got 12 more days. Yeah. And that's what I'm working towards. Most importantly, though, it's sharing the love, sharing the collaboration, and sharing the leadership with others. If you have something you want to say, or you have a question for Nate, throw it in the chat. I'm going to throw something out here that's pretty big picture. And the topic, again, is get busy living. And when we talk about living, um, we're always dying. 
We're always one step closer to dying. We have, as Nate said, 168 hours in a week. Um, I think the average is something like 4,000 weeks, 4,000 and some weeks in our lives, right? Memento Mori, Memento Mori. Take a look at that, Google it, and throw it in the chat if you're in front of your laptop. Um, so the idea is like we have a finite of time and we might be gone tomorrow or we might live till 100. My grandma lived to 107 and died in 2019. And she had a lot of spryness too. Yeah. I, I remember meeting her and she was still sharp. She was with it. She was not a decrepit 107 or 109. Yeah, she was not a decrepit 107 at all. So think about that. Think about every day possibly being your last day. And the idea is here, somebody said this to me, a guy that I like, I've met before, hung out with him. His name's Owen Cook. And what he said was, instead of living one life in 100 years, how about we live 100 lives in 10 years? So think about the people you meet, the job you have, the places you go to, the streets that you take on the places to go to, the hand that you use to brush your teeth, what you cook for yourself. Think about all those things. And when you look back, it's almost like if you look back in the last week or two, what's really stood out? Almost nothing. Think about that. It's like almost nothing's really stood out. I can look back in the last month and the first thing that comes to mind was I went to the Live Golf Tour in uh, Sugar Grove, Illinois. And I got to see Tiesto Live do a 90-minute set from 5.30 p.m. till 7 p.m. outside. It was super cool. The whole day was great. Literally, if I look back at this last month, like that's the, like, the first thing that pops to my mind. So think about that. Like, are we living one life over a hundred years or are we living 10 lives, 20 lives, 50 lives, or a hundred lives in the next 10 years? I would prefer to live more lives in less years. And that's just me. And my opinion doesn't mean that that's the right way. It just means that's how I feel because I want to meet new people. I want to go to new places I want to experience new feelings. I want to open new businesses. I want to collaborate with more people. And to do that, it takes getting out of your comfort zone. And it takes um, leveraging your time and, and being aware. It takes saying no to a lot of things. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Right. And I know that's a lot. Right. And it's a lot, but really think about that. And just whether you have kids or you're 60 or you're 20, like the next three to five to 10 years, how many lives you want to live? Well, that was the difference of how I started my first business, the way I intentionally chose to get busy living. I, I noticed something when I was in my 20s. I looked around, I saw a lot of people who were single-minded focused mm. on just getting good at one thing, building their career, mm. um, really neglecting most of their life. And then at like 35 or 40, trying to turn the ship around and it just being very difficult. Um, I picture like a tree that is focused with growing really, really fast, but it didn't get roots and it doesn't have a trunk. Um, and it's easy to cut that tree down. So when you ask yourself, why are there people in their 40s who are dying of a heart attack? Why are there people who um, just give up on their fitness? Why are there people who uh, cheat on their spouses? Why are there people who do the wrong thing that doesn't serve them? Well, it's because they've been living in a way that doesn't serve them. So when I was 21, I said, A, I'm going to get very clear about my time. And mm. I developed this skill called taking a time inventory, where I break down what do I want my week to look like? Oh, and, genius. Yeah. And you've, in, you've heard it somewhere before, right? <laughs> and well, and in that time inventory, I don't start with work. I start with sleep. Yeah. And then I go with, what do I need to have the spiritual existence I crave? What are my physical obligations I've made to family and friends? What are the things I'd like to do to enjoy life? And then it leaves me with how much time is left for work and flex. Mm, you're on fire, Nate. 
And that tool, that system allowed me to think about my life as more of a pyramid where I've got a base of about a hundred things I enjoy doing, and I'm going to try and get to as many of them as I can. And over time, as I get busier in the busyness of life, some of those things fall away. Mm -hmm. And eventually I find myself getting to the top of this pyramid. And sometimes I look around and I go, oh, wow, I'm off balance. I need to continue building that base again. So what I related to you talking about is not necessarily there's anything wrong with one life's commitment. There's nothing wrong with having one spouse for life. There's nothing wrong with living in one place for life. There's nothing wrong with having a mission you're connected to. Mm. But it's am I neglecting all the other aspects that bring me balance and make this whole journey worthwhile? And I found myself so disconnected from that when I was building a book of business at my mm. previous employer yeah. that... I had so many times, I don't remember what happened the last week, two weeks, month, because they're all blending. But when I'm living in my true design for living, Dave, I could tell you a lot that's happened this month. I could talk your head off of it because I'm so present and so actively in the stream of life that there's been a lot of stuff that's made a real legitimate lasting impact. That right there is a time to mark on the show and go back and rewind and watch or listen to that two or three times. What Nate just said there was a massive education in what was going on. What I loved how you metaphorically put it as a pyramid. You noticed in your early 20s that people were living a certain life. You were living a certain life and you wanted to change that. So you started actively, intentionally, doing certain things. And where did you start? You started with your sleep. You started with your meditation. You started with what you were putting in your eyes, your ears, your mouth, and your soul. You started with those. Work came last. The system is set up default. Go to high school. Go to college. You know why Rockefeller put colleges together and funded them so much 100 years ago? to create employees for corporations. Look it up. There's nothing wrong with college. I'm just sharing the facts here with a little bit of opinion sprinkled in here. That's default. We're here to live beyond default, choosing a life of design versus accepting a life of neglect, encouraging others to be them be their best selves by us encouraging ourselves first, filling up the picture, overflowing with abundance, and sharing it with everybody. That's what we're doing here. And I know you all are doing that too in your lives. I know Laura Leanne is doing that. And Carolyn's doing that. And Dawn is doing that. I know you all are doing this right now. The challenge though is there's a lot of distractions. Yes. So much of the system, right? We like to say that. The system. It's set up for us to be default. It's set up for us just to be an employee. It's set up for us to scroll and scroll and scroll. You know, it's funny. From packaging Steve Brownstone, I met the guy who actually invented the never-ending scroll. Really? Yes. I sat with him more than one. I didn't even know it at the time. We were looking at a box design. That's a whole other thing. But his dad actually worked for Apple. And came up with some really badass things. I think there was like a click and drag and a point in something. He did like a couple like key features. And the whole idea was to get Apple to be more congruent, not as a machine, but as an extension of what human beings do naturally. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And the reason I'm pointing to that was when Apple was designing the first version of like a Palm Pilot type thing. Um, there was no stylus and somebody was like, why is there no stylus? And Steve jobs was like, look at your fucking hand. You've got a stylus right here. Why would I create a, just use your finger. I love it. And in that, that love that Steve jobs had for his, his, not his user, not just his customer, but the person whose life he was trying to transcend, he was so immersed in their user experience that while they weren't always the best technologically savvy products, uh, like these Apple products, there were sometimes Dell products that were better. It wasn't about the technology. Yeah. It was about the user experience yeah. and the why. So I, I love how you just segued into that. 
Yeah. And I don't even remember what I said because this is a flow state, right? We're just in the moment, so present that I don't even know what's going on around me. <laughs> I do know this is Libby on default live stream episode 57. <laughs> I do know that though. Oh, I love the belly laughs. Um, Laura Leanne says, you both are inspiring and I'm thankful to have you both in my life. Thank you all for that you do for the community. Laura Leanne, thank you so much. Carolyn says, I'm aligned with all of that. Thank you for sharing, Nate. And yes, she says there are so many distractions and that's why being intentional, like Nate mentioned, is so important. Yes, I had a conversation with somebody about this yesterday. Think and grow rich. Well, here's what we were arguing about, right? This is the people that we hang out with. Here's our age, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what we were arguing about or debating about. Like, what's a better book? Think and Grow Witch or Outwitting the Devil, both by Napoleon Hill. And they're both amazing books. Like if anybody's ever picked up Outwitting the Devil, which is written hundreds of years, a hundred years ago, but just recently came out. Incredible book. I almost think it's better than Think and Grow Rich. Just Think and Grow Rich has been such a staple though. But something that was said in that book, um, in Think and Grow Rich was, if you're not always intentionally moving forward in your day, you are moving backwards. There's no standing still. Because if you stand still, you're actually getting, you're actually going backwards. And the reason is because the way that things are set up and now more than ever with distractions okay with what's going on in the world there are so many distractions that keep us off of our path if we are not intentionally every single day creating our own path to walk down and bring others that we love with us and encourage others to do the same we're only moving backwards um and, and it's now more than ever with the so many distractions that we have with um, and people with other people. Nate was talking about having a time. No, a, a week audit. What do you have a time? Yeah, time a time inventory. A time inventory. Yeah. You know what it's time to do is to have a people inventory. Make a list of the top. To, here's another one. Take notes, right? Because we're all taking notes on this. Make the list of the top 20 people you spend the most time with and then look at them and decide who you'd rather invest time with and share time with instead of spending it double down on those people and the other ones that you're just spending time with eh, maybe it's that time to let go and and not you don't have to call them or text them and say oh don't do that yeah yeah. Oh no. Now I'm on this path and I can't hang out with you anymore. That's not going to work. No, that's low. That's default. You don't do that. Okay. But people will self serve out of your life when you are on a certain path. Nate knows that. I know that you listeners know that because you're growth minded, because you're self-reflective. And of course you're doing the best you can to bring value to others. Well, in, in what you just said, taking the inventory of what do you get from these relationships. It's not the selfish, self-centered inventory of, oh, well, this person's a bum or this person's got a shit job or this person drives a bad car. I don't want to be seen around. It's not, it's not anything like that. It's what are the, the blessings that I can receive or how is my energy enhanced by being in their orbit? So Dave and I, we were friends for three or four years before we were able to do anything professionally together. So there was no financial benefit. I just liked the way he was talking. I liked his ideas. I liked the way he was raising the vibration in the room around him. That was enough reason to invest time in him. Mm. Um, and for him to invest it back in me, we're, we're pouring into each other's cups. There's, there's an exchange. I've been through a lot of situations with people, different relationships, where at some point it became clear I had to walk away from the relationship. But like you said, I don't call that person up and say, here are all the things wrong with you and why I'm no longer going to relate to you. It's maybe I'm trying to walk this way and they're walking that way. And I keep veering this way to try and catch up with them and bring them back on path with me. And that's just not what they want. So I realized I'm just going to keep walking down my path mm. and they can catch back up anytime they want. 
They could pick up the phone. They could say, hey, Nate, I'm on a totally different wavelength right now. I really want to go with you to a yoga class. Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Or, you know, a lot of people know that I've been sober for some time. I lose friends because they choose to go back to a life of drinking and drugs. And that's cool if it works for them. Yeah. But a lot of times we lose touch because the thing that we shared in common, what our bond was, our, our common solution where we were walking to, mm. it just wasn't in alignment anymore. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. It's just time to move on and, and keep walking down our path. Yeah. Yeah. And alignment. Alignment for you. Think about that word, alignment. Alignment for you. What line is meant for you? You know, we're not playing softball here, right? We, it, it is fun with purpose. At the same time, like we're digging deep. That's what it's all about here is having these conversations that are important. Having these conversations that um, we're going to disagree upon at times. And that's the gift. I want to know what other people are thinking that grew up differently than me. I want to know what other people are thinking that might be a part of a different a political or religion or whatever. And I'm not part of a political or religion, but I don't, it's good that you are right. Like it, it's just a matter of like showing up and, and having that, you know, recognizing that we're all interconnected. Yeah. We are, there's no doubt about that. Every little thing that we do affects somebody else in some other way and to have that vibration and understand that things that we say Things that we do, decisions that we make, they're going to affect other people, not just us. Um, and think about that in your business. Think about that in your family life. Think about that in sales. Think about that if you're public speaking or if you're a realtor or if you just opened up a business, people, platform, process. It's about the other person. It's not about you or it's not about me. It's getting out of our heads and making it all about the other person. I'm going to be at a networking event tonight by Tony P in the city. It's at Lucid Motors, and it's a real estate event. Probably be 150 to 200 people there, right? Uh, real estate investor is going to be speaking. All this stuff's going to go on. And yeah, you know me. I love going to these events. At the same time, it's out of my comfort zone. I'm used to being in events around here, right? And what am I going to do? I'm going to listen to people. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to meet new people. I'm going to listen to and, and see tells and figure out ways that I can add value to the people and, and raise the vibration when I'm showing up, not going up to a group and trying to take from them. I want to add to what's going on in this networking event. And it's totally out of my comfort zone. It's going to be in the city and it's going to be most 95, 98% of people I'm not going to even know. Compared to usual, I walk in a place and everybody knows me. Well, I'm doing that. But my most important thing is to get out of my head and make it about the other people. So again, that's just another, it's just another nugget where we could use getting out of our heads and going into others. Um, Nate, how do we get more time when we're being present throughout the day? And the reason why I asked that question is because I notice that when I'm not present, I feel in a hurry. I feel like things get done, but it takes more force versus power. And I also feel like it's not given the value that it that I want to or that I'm capable of giving it. And then I notice when I'm present, I get more done. I feel better. The results are better. And it almost feels like I have more time when I'm present versus being scattered on three or four things at one moment. Does that make sense? It does. I want to start with a story. Yeah. Last week was a pretty shitty week for me. Okay. And it largely stemmed from what happened on October 10th uh, in Israel. And my wife and I were planning to go on a trip to Israel. Yep. So on our calendar, I had blocked off from Wednesday of last week through Wednesday of this week. I'm not doing any scheduled work. Okay. Well, I didn't go to Israel. And if you're paying attention to the world, you know why. 
And what I did instead is I committed to being very intentional with how do I feel and what do I need to do to process this event so I can continue to show up authentically. Mm. And I noticed that I got sucked into the phone. I wanted to be updated. I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to put out messages. Yeah. I recorded several podcast episodes. I did a live stream. I did an episode where I did a meditation in the day. I edited it and put it out all before the afternoon. I love that that live stream, by the way. Thank you. How you sent an email out to everybody and I was like, oh, what's this? I'm like, oh, Nate's going live in like five minutes. Yeah. Hop on. And, that was awesome. And I was just super present. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, that was not the most efficient use of my week but it was the most necessary okay? because I was able to get through to the other side and be in a much more grounded, much more present place. Okay. So fast forward to how have I recovered from that week? Well, on uh, Sunday night, I made a commitment tomorrow. I'm getting up early mm. and I'm going to go after all of these things that are the highest on my priority of what I would love to do. I love that. So I woke up at 6 a.m. I spent an hour doing a variety of breathing and meditation exercises. I did some yoga. I painted. I went in the basement. I had a very heavy squat session. I made breakfast, made breakfast for my wife and I. And by 10.30, I had this full day, did everything I wanted to get done. And then the rest of the day just felt like it was wide open. Mm. I was able to pick up a friend and take him to a meeting. Um, I got really deep, meaningful, creative work done. I had time for family calls. So the point is, I didn't do anything to create more time. The time was there. But I got intentional and asked God for help to show up to the day and use the time effectively. And I went after what was the biggest priority as soon as I could do it. And the rest of everything just started to flow. And it's the reason why today, when I set my alarm for 6, I woke up feeling panicked that I had overslept and it was 4.50. And I just decided- <laughs> I God was so happy when I heard that. <laughs> God wants me to be up and get yeah. into the flow and enjoy this extra time he's given me, mm. the time that already existed. I just had to have that internal desire to make the most of it. So I would say the short answer, I, I told a long story, but the short answer is the way to feel like you have more time and to be more empowered with your time is to slow down, mm. to take the step back, get clear about what you want to do most with your time, and then commit to making it happen. And everything after that will flow very naturally. And on that note, I think we're done. I think so. We've said enough. Yeah. You all have said enough. You all showed up big for us today, whether you're watching it live or whether you're watching the recording. You showed up big and we really, really appreciate that. Nate, Nugget Nate, dropping some bombs on us, right? Dropping some bombs about entrepreneurship and about time and about connecting with God and, and just doing cool things. And Nate's showing up. He's leaving people better than he found them, right? This is what collaborating with cool people is all about. Like we're building businesses. We're building love. We're creating love and legacies and long-term wealth with people we want to be around. And I challenge you all, if your week has not been epic so far, now is the time. Listen to this show, take some notes, move forward, and bring the best that you can to others in your life. We always like to leave with what it says on the bottom there, because Gabby Vargas told us that one. Why don't you say it? Take a moment after the show, slow down, breathe in, reconnect. Don't just dive into what's next on your list, but text someone today. I'm thinking about you. You'll be amazed what comes back. Yeah. And on that note, thank you for watching and listening to this podcast. We really appreciate how you all are showing up. And as Nate said, yeah, take a breath, slow down and text somebody. I'm thinking about you. And I'm thinking about you all too, because when are we on now? Oh yeah. 
We've committed to it. Okay. So we've committed now to the first and third Thursday of every month. I had to get back into that mode for a second there. Yeah. With everything we've been talking about. Yeah. So we're on the first and third Thursday of every month. We're going to be back on in two weeks live. Of course, check out the uh, previous episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can check out Nate online. Yeah. Where? Um, the easiest way is go to naterubin.com, N-A-T-E-R-U-B-E-N. And it's got links to my business website. It's got links to all my social. That's the most recent episode of my podcast. Um, and then if you want to learn more about my business, it's just n8.ventures. N8.ventures. Love that. All right, everybody. It's that time of the week. Ooh, it's that time of the show. Until next time. Make it a great day. Live beyond default. Thank you. That was beautiful, brother. Yes, it was. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate you being on.